there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. You know, I'm glad the doctor is in because it seems like every advanced medicine, Dr. Batar, I'm a, I'm almost just barely getting by. It's like I'm doing this just so I know Dr. Batar will be here, will be okay. So why why is that happening, Robert? There's, a, there's some type of a deep-seated emotional <laughs> psychological issue going on over here perhaps. I, I'm certain of it. No, I just got back from A4M, another Las Vegas trip. Like the second time in two weeks, you can't do Vegas twice in two weeks and expect to remain upright. I, I don't like Vegas at all. I, I can't stand doing any conference in Vegas. In fact, I haven't even been there in the last year. Oh, man. I, I tell you what, I, I'm, I can take a break from it. There's some good folks we always get to see. You know, you see friends at these conferences, and uh, I, I know some good folks in the community there. But you're right. It's a, it's a rough place in that regard. But I did see this. Uh, Cirque du Soleil show called Ka, K-A, which is like their martial arts-inspired show, which I think you would really enjoy. I've heard about it. I actually haven't seen it, but I have heard it's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, they take this stage and they go vertical with it, and they, they, they choreograph some things that just defy what you think is possible. But that uh, I have to say, that was a, I was impressed with the show. I really was. Very cool. So other than that, how are you, my friend? I don't even know. We hadn't caught up because it's been so busy. Um, it's it's been busy on this end too. Actually, it's been crazy busy, and uh, uh, but things are going well. And I cannot believe that we're almost into 2015. <laughs> I know, isn't it amazing? This, I mean, we, what do we got? About maybe two two and a half shows left uh, before the new year. Yeah, and we're about to start within another month and a half, Robert. Actually, not even that month. Yeah, but less than a month and a half, we'll be starting our fifth year. Wow! I tell you, they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> You'll never be able to get along with that RSB guy, Dr. Batar. No, I don't think anybody ever said that. <laughs> you were thinking they said you'll never get along with Dr. Batar. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get on famously because we have a, a shared mission and goal, of course, and a passion for healing. And we, you know, we've chosen uh, different paths within the healing community, but it, it very much in alignment. If, if you hadn't noticed yet, and if you hadn't, go back and listen Hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours, no exaggeration, available at medicalrewind.com. Uh, Dr. Batar and I do an advanced medicine together, the Medical Rewind, medicalrewind.com. And, of course, blasting out through the world, UK Health Radio, Natural News Radio, and, of course, our syndicator, GCN, Epic Times, and, and the like. So the message is getting out more and more, and, you know, the people are figuring this thing out. Last hour, we covered briefly a story about the Komen, uh, G- Susan G. Komen Foundation, nothing that you would be surprised about, but they're actually – bad-mouthing organic food, saying it may be more dangerous because there are no pesticides on it. The the organic food aspect, you know, just makes me think about some of the newest things that recently came out, Robert, and I was hoping that I was going to get you those mm-hmm. stories before the show tonight, and I think maybe one of them I sent to you right after the last show that we did. Um, I can't even remember exactly what it was. Did you get a, Did you get a story from me? I didn't. I, if I if I did because I was gone, I didn't see it. But that's like you when we send you stories. You don't see it till the showtime. So I don't yeah, mind no, if you want to cover right, it. Right. So, <laughs> uh, that's a true statement. I like the way Don just kind of pipes in with his laughter there in the back end. Because <laughs> he knows. Turn, turnabout is fair play. Is that what you're saying, yeah. Robert? In your yeah, face, that's... buddy. 
<laughs> okay, well, I, I can't argue with you guys there, but regardless, you know, there, there's uh, this issue about organic foods uh-huh. and this issue with how organic foods are allowed to be labeled organic even though they may have human waste that's being used to naturally fertilize the, the plants that are being grown or the, the food that's being uh, grown. Uh, there is so much disparity now between the way organic, you know, what, what's labeled as organic and what truly what people think is organic. In fact, I mm-hmm. recently had a conversation with my sister, of all people, who felt she was under the belief that when something's labeled organic, it means it's non-GMO. Yet, almost, I think this is universal, just because something is organic has nothing to do with the GMO aspect. It must be labeled GMO or non-GMO or GMO-free. Otherwise, it can be organic and still contain GMO food. So this labeling issue and how foods are labeled is, is a massive, massive issue as far as I'm concerned, and it's going to only continue to get worse if you look at the way the various uh, food industries are lobbying to make sure that they can label foods however they want to label them. and mm-hmm. not. It's basically a lobbying for, dis, for non-disclosure. Right, right. Well, you know, and I think, Super Don, you covered this with uh, uh, Dr. I'm sorry, not Dr. with Jonathan Emor, the FDA Dragon Slayer yesterday. Did you cover the GMO issue? Yeah, actually, we did quite a bit. And, you know, something that's interesting, we were covering that Susan G. Komen story last hour. And mm-hmm. something that I, I learned, and maybe a lot of people don't know, is that according to the USDA, a product can be labeled. 100% organic, which means there's nothing non-organic in it. But there's also just organic, which means, according to the USDA, it only has to contain 95% or more organic ingredients. And then you've got something called uh, made-with-organic ingredients, which contains between 70 and 95% organic ingredients. So you've got like different levels of organic. So believe it or not, there's a mm. difference between something being labeled organic and a hundred percent organic. Did you know that? Well, I, I think it relates. Go ahead. Levels of, uh, mm-hmm. of organic constituents depending on how it was labeled. But what I did not know for sure was that the GMO aspect mm-hmm. is has nothing to do with the organic aspect. Well, my my understanding on that is if it has the organic certification it is not gmo does that sound right to you robert well see the thing is they've modified pretty much all the papayas in hawaii but there are organic papayas in hawaii so there are gmo organic you can grow a a, something that's genetically modified organically believe it or not it's kind of weird to think that right because that is a that is one of the things that actually whole foods got into trouble with their constituents over was the fact that they were going to get food from uh, Whole Foods. Was it Whole Foods? I think it was Whole Foods that people were buying food there and then they found out that there was a lot of genetically modified substances that uh, Whole Foods had and they just assumed that because it was coming from a uh, a store that was uh, all natural and talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, organic ingredients and and basically that was their entire uh, marketing angle is that they're trying to get people to come in to eat healthier and yet they had foods that were not disclosed as being GMO that was being sold either in their in their stores or um, at their I guess the deli or whatever they call it where people can come up and eat at the bar you know their their right. food prepared area. So this thing with the GMO versus organic it it is not um, it is not one and the same. So just because something is labeled mm-hmm. organic, however 
Don, you had said it was 100% organic or organic or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, contains organic ingredients. That has no implications on the GMO aspect, and that's a scary, scary thing. Yeah. You know what People else is eating scary organic, here? They're getting yeah. non-GMO food, and they're not. Yeah, exactly. This is another scary thing I wanted to talk to you about briefly, and it's it could almost be a moment of dub, but I want to make sure our listeners understand this. is very serious. This is on health healthfinder.gov. Drug interactions common among hospitalized kids. They said researchers found that among nearly 500,000, half a million children and teenagers who were hospitalized in 2011, not too long ago, nearly half were given combinations of drugs that could have had potential interactions, potentially deadly even. Not not surprising. No, I know. It's just more more reason to keep your kids out of hospitals unless they literally are Humpty Dumpty and they have to be put back together again. Yeah, this actually goes right back along with those uh, original statistics that leading cause of death in the United States and the pharmaceuticals, appropriate use of pharmaceuticals being um, the third leading cause of death and the argument coming back that it's not, that's not true, those aren't factual numbers, it's only the fifth mm-hmm. leading cause of death, as if that's any better. Uh, but right, that was right. on Hopkins' accumulated data that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, I'm sorry, in the uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, sometime around right, which, uh, after 2000. And it was never disputed by the peer review journals. Any c- critique of it was just kind of made in an offhanded way that wasn't a validated way that would rise to the level to actually say that the numbers were somehow flawed in that in that uh, Starfield report. So, indeed, we know. And rather than being the fifth, I, I think it's the first because I think the first and second, whether it be cardiovascular heart disease and cancer, are contributed greatly because of the third being modern medicine. Exactly. That's absolutely correct. I agree with that. And the pharmaceutical model is basically inhibiting the reactions from taking place. If you look at the types of drugs, pretty much everything that we have is a blocker, calcium channel blocker, beta blocker, ACE inhibitor. You know, they're somehow blocking one thing or inhibiting another thing. It's all about stemming and slowing down and stopping reactions from taking place, whereas mm-hmm. philosophically at least, uh, a natural substance is an, a vitamin, a mineral, an herb, is really designed to enhance, uh, encourage, um, modulate up pathways, and so yeah. when you start looking at the implications of of blocking certain things, um, then you start to understand how the statement that you made that the first and second leading causes of death, cancer, and heart disease, could actually be also related to the pharmaceuticals because they are inhibiting the way that the cardiovascular system, the immune system, many of these other mm-hmm. components that either primarily or secondarily uh, affect the cardiovascular system, the immune system, the uh, endocrine system, et cetera, et cetera. The entire cascade, you know, it just kind of comes crashing to a halt. And so when we look at detoxification or the toxicity issue not being addressed, and then on top of that having things that slow down to stop the body from working the way the creator designed the body to work, it's no wonder that uh, it would not be the first leading cause of death, i.e. pharmaceuticals. So I completely agree with you. Yeah, and by the way, for those parents that have seemingly no choice and their children are in hospitals, I don't think you want to leave them out of your sight for a second. And that's one of the things, even in this article, that this guy says, you're your child's greatest advocate. But we've also found a lot of dangerous things for parents that raise questions about the treatment within the hospital setting. They're now being accused of being medically abusive, and oftentimes this is happening if you go to medicalkidnap.com, you'll see this. The hospitals are colluding with Child Protective Services to take possession of these children into state custody, and then the hospital can do whatever they want and bill the state, which has 
theoretically at least, unlimited resources. Yes, it's um, something that one of my partners had said to me years ago. He said, when you, when you have a system that's designed the way our system is designed, meaning our legal system and our uh, economy, the way, the way the whole legal system is built up, they, they need fodder for their machine. And if they don't have fodder for the machine, they're going to create right. the criminals to feed that machine. And that's essentially what's going on. They're going to start demonizing uh, this thing with parents that want to take a primary approach to protecting their own children. Sure. Asking for a second opinion now becomes grounds for taking your children. Not here, though. Not with Dr. Batar in the house. It's Advanced Medicine, the Medical Rewind. We'll do a whole lot more healing after this break. Stick with us. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? The Robert Scott Bell Show. Each week on the Robert Scott Bell Show, we kick it off with Dr. Rashid Bittar. He is the author of the internationally best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. You can link to it. It's up in the show notes. Just click it, take it, go get it. And already, stocking stuffers galore, this is the book that will change your life and the people that you love for the better, empowering them the way we like to do here on the show. So for all y'all new listeners, that's what we do here. Now, Dr. Batar, as we do some more advanced medicine, we were talking on the break briefly about that hospital story, uh, how critically important it is to keep an eye on your children if they ever have to go to a hospital. Don't let them out of your sight. You were mentioning a case where taking a kid into X-ray and they don't want you to go in. I would insist on wearing, just give me a lead apron. I'm going in with them, I don't, unless I can see them right through the window. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Robert. And, and you know, I know you, for privacy purposes, you're not saying anything else, but it was regarding my son uh, who hit his head and um, I wasn't there, and apparently he was a little incoherent and had a transient loss of um, consciousness. And uh, so they did take him to the hospital. His, his mom called the EMS. And long story short, basically, because they, they were asking about his vaccination schedule. He's almost 16. And um, then, of course, when that, they were made aware that he was not going to get any vaccinations, they all rolled their eyes, and then he was separated from his mom while he went to what she thought get a head CT scan, but they didn't do anything except for a chest x-ray, and then they discharged him. Um, but again, this is a, you know, a 5'10", almost 16-year-old um, you know, young man who can take care of himself and who knows the, the truth about vaccinations and has a clear understanding of how to protect himself and defend himself and would not let anybody introduce any type of needle into him, assuming that he's conscious and, you know, not uh, sedated or anything. Right. But what do you do when it's a child that either one doesn't know or two is not able to defend themselves or just thinks the doctors are there to take care of them? So, I mean, how do you defend your child? How do you protect your child? Mm-hmm. And now there are cases of clinics with stop signs in their waiting room that says, basically states that parents cannot proceed beyond this point but they take the child on. And, Robert, I think you heard about that story, right? Yeah, we actually covered it, and there was outrage among the listeners. They said uh, they would never take their kid to a place that would do that. And, you know, some have said that it violates, I don't know, HIPAA or something. I don't know if it does or it doesn't, but the fact is there was a sign in at least one doctor's office that said parents not allowed back here. And you know if that's the case, you don't want to be there. 
Exactly. That's a, that's enough of an indication that that is the wrong clinic for you and your child. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so you know what we've got to do is is you know reverse this uh, insane uh, let's say inclination to damage children first and foremost with these uh, injections. Last hour we were talking about the failure of the MMR shot. Interestingly, the uh, National Hockey League (NHL) uh, is now having a, a suffering with a mumps outbreak in pretty much fully vaccinated populations. In fact, some of the the sufferers recently had a booster MMR shot. For the oh, no wonder they got uh, the mumps, huh? That's just amazing. Is this defined signs here? How yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really stunning because it, it's not coming out through a mainstream report. It's like the sports pages. You're reading about mumps outbreaks in sports, so they're like they're not catching it in time, and they're admitting that they don't have any idea what the adequate level of antibodies would be to protect you from this thing called the mumps. So they're admitting they absolutely don't have science on their side. Yeah. Well, this is what ends up happening when um, when you're trying to solve a solution with the same mindset that created it, Einstein's definition of insanity. But, um, you know, talking about the vaccination aspect, too, with the, I don't know, Don, whether you were able to find the story that I talked about off the air where they're having the flu shot being repeated in all government employees because of some kind of recall in a flu shot vaccine somewhere in the Northeast. Did you, were you able to find that or no? Haven't located it yet, no. Okay, still digging. Yeah, because you said to me, I think it was off the air, that they're coming in and saying, well, the last batch we had to recall, so if you had to get a shot with it, you just now have to get another one. Right, just, exactly. And this actually this actually was during dinner. My wife was discussing that her friend who graduated from high school with her, who's an attorney, who actually spoke at the Autism One Conference, Susan. Robert, you met her. And mm-hmm. I think we've actually we've had her on the show too, haven't we? Once uh, we may have. I mean, how many hours have we done to remember everybody? But my goodness, yeah, I can't remember almost two hundred hours now. But anyway, um, she had was the one who just told my wife about that. So we we'll see if we can find that story. But apparently, that just happened in the last twenty four hours, uh, last forty eight hours, somewhere in the Northeast, either Connecticut or New York, is what my mm. what I was told. All right, well, when we come back from this break, we've got a question coming in on the phone. You can call us, 866-939-2355. Even if you can't get through when we're live, you can always leave a message. And uh, if your call is coherent and on topic, whatever that may be, we'll, we'll put it on the air, and we're going to do that after this break. Check it out, medicalrewind.com, robertscottbell.com. All the links are up, and we'll be back with more healing after this. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? <laughs> It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert will be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. Ladies and gentlemen, you're such a wonderful crowd. We'd like to play a little tune for you. It's one of my personal favorites. Health. What? Freedom. What? Liberty. What? The Robert Scott Bell Show. Okay. Health. What? Freedom. What? Liberty. What? It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you're too intimidated to call us live on the air, you can always leave a message. But the number is 866-939-2355. Links are up in the show notes to Dr. Batar and the books and all of that. And, of course, medicalrewind.com, the archives, the easiest access archives to a couple of hundred plus hours now of advanced medicine that we do together. Um Dr. Batar, are you up for taking a call? Sure. All right, here we go. Hey, 
Calls coming in to the hotline. Here we go. Hey, Robert, Super Don. Thank you for all you guys do. My wife needs your help. She was in a serious car accident six weeks ago and ended up being in a medically induced coma for two weeks. She had brain trauma and some spinal cord issues. Her cerebellum and her frontal lobes were injured, and now she's having a problem with what's called ataxia. She can't control her muscles as well as she should. She's not able to speak as she should. And I need your help with building a protocol and a procedure to try and detoxify her system and then also to supplement her nutrition needs with things that will help the brain, help the spinal cord, and help her overall mood. She's only on a couple of meds now for mood and to keep her heart rate stable. My name is Mike, and I'm in beautiful Oak Park, Minnesota. I listen to you guys whenever I can on the podcast. Thank you so much for what you do for us. Well, Mike, thank you for calling in and asking a, a really uh, a heart-wrenching question about your wife. And first and foremost, to say we cannot build a protocol on radio by phone call for your wife. But uh, And, Dr. Batar, if you want to make any disclaimers, go ahead. But, uh, you know, obviously we're encouraged to give insights because we like to bring the power to heal back to the people where it belongs, whatever we can do to help, of course. Well, plus the... You know, the nature of the call is, you know, build a protocol to, first and foremost, rebuild the spinal cord, detoxify her, get her off the medication. I mean, this is, if, if anybody were to even ask me that, I would, you know, realistically, Robert, the, the call is, is um, realistically speaking, it's impossible to do. Uh, you, you know, we can maybe mention some things if you feel that it's, it's prudent. But sure, yeah. But, in, but it's in my a plea opinion, for help. You know, I mean, person you needs to be... In a in an environment where there's a provider that can now have this is basically like being blinded, mm-hmm. uh, having earmuffs on, having your hand side behind your back, being rotated around and spun around about forty times, and then asked what's the weather like in China. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. there's too many unknowns here. There's and, too yeah, there's too many variables and unknowns. We can, so we can't necessarily say what we're about to talk about will be specific to your wife, but certainly in terms of, of brain injury and brain trauma. Uh, homeopathically indicated uh, arnica montana for all kinds of injury and trauma, but also natrum phosphoricum. Uh, Nat phos is also indicated uh, for any time of brain injury and brain trauma. Uh, now, I'm not saying that's the comprehensive answer, but uh, probably your allopathic physicians have not decided to, to give any homeopathic medicines at all, even though there's no contraindication to do so. Uh, and I, this kind of reminds me of your dad. Remember when he had a stroke? We talked about some things, any kind of brain injury, Although there may be different reasons for it, there might be similarities in responses, I guess. Yeah, and I guess this comes back to that original portion when we started the show today. Mm-hmm. You know, was there any concern that I wouldn't get along with Robert Scott Bell? No, it was more of a concern about Robert Scott <laughs> Bell getting along with Dr. Bittar. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm right. I'm, I guess maybe a, too, a little too blunt, but yeah. um, it works for me. And the reason I made that statement very simply is that you know, a spinal cord injury, starting off with a spinal cord injury, you know, was this like a, a spinal shock type injury or, or was it, you know, an acceleration, deceleration type injury? And when you say there's a medically induced coma, well, right there and then, a medically induced coma usually is where there is um, other issues taking place where there is... Uh, Things like such a spinal shock or cardiogenic shock or, or cerebrovascular uh, accident that's occurring that is 
I mean, sometimes we'll induce a coma in, in a person with, like, uh, penetrating trauma, for example, uh, in order to uh, stabilize them so that they're not fighting or bucking the tube. This is one of the reasons right. we give people um, a, uh, a paralytic agent when we intubate them, because we don't want them bucking the tube. We want them fighting and trying to get control. It's, it's almost like you feel like you're drowning. Your airway is being compromised, but it's not. We are trying to save the airway, sure. make it fade, and so you have to paralyze the person so they're not fighting. So sometimes when the person is induced into a coma, there's a, another component there. Uh, you, you don't just, in, unless there's something weird going on, but there sh- should never be a use for medically induced coma, and we obviously don't know what that reason was. So. Right. I mean, w- would it be appropriate? Do they ever do it when there's such severe brain inflammation that they have to cool the body or something along those lines? Again, it's not, not my area of expertise. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole thing, that when there's things that are going on that the body's own compensatory mechanisms are are going to flail and um, get in the way. The, you know, it's basically like a person fighting to survive who's drowning, For as an example. Yeah. Well, the per- it's not efficient for a person to flail around. So when somebody, a lifeguard, comes out swimming out to the person to try to help them, the in- individual that's drowning, all they're trying to do is get their head up above water. So they're going to try to p- grab the lifeguard. They're going to push the lifeguard down. They're going to be trying to get their head above water. But that's not conducive to saving their life or the lifeguard's life. So it's right. that type of thing. The body's in a in a fight-flight type sympathetic overdrive, and it's just trying to survive. And so you have to cool sure. that system down. You have to control it. And that's why they would induce a medical uh, coma just to mm-hmm. control the body. But, you know, why did they do that? And there's many different reasons, and those could have a, a huge implication on, on what the uh, treatment might be that would be appropriate. Right. And then, again, there's, you know, if, if she was in a car accident, it probably was an acceleration-deceleration injury, which means that she was, had a cardiac contusion. If she's on drugs to stabilize her heart rate, then she probably had a massive uh, cardiac uh, contusion and possibly even a, uh, a lung contusion, which, you know, may mm-hmm. take weeks uh, two months to recover from. So there's there's many other things, and so I don't even feel comfortable even a, mm. assessing uh, saying anything about this, except for that mm-hmm. they should probably find a doctor that can help to create a protocol. Yeah, uh, to deal with it because this is. This, and we're, we're working more holistically, and certainly there's a lot of science that validates the use of EPA DHA essential fatty acids for brain health. Uh, uh, Dr. Joseph Maroon, who is the uh, neurosurgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if you ever met him. He lectured on the circuit for a long time on EFAs, and now he's also lecturing on CBD. They're finding neuroprotective and neuroregenerative benefit to the uh, cannabinoid from the industrial hemp plant. Uh, So I know there are things that we've yet to really uncover fully, and I don't know many physicians that have embraced it. It's still the same problem when you're dealing with something. This is where the docs are doing triage to save your life, and so we, we wouldn't uh, attack them for that. The question is, what now? And I think that's sort of where he's at, and I understand why. Right, and again, I would go back to the same thing, that I think this needs to be uh, done in an in a environment that's a little bit more controlled and where there's more history. And, you know, obviously, essential fatty acids, nobody can go wrong with that. They're, they have a tremendous anti-inflammatory uh, activity uh, profile for them, and so anybody in this type of a situation is going to have an increased inflammatory cascade initiated, so that's, that would help. I agree with that, but, you know, it's... it's um, it, I find that I find this question to be a question that is laden with uh, problems for us to answer, Robert. And sure. again, I hope uh, I hope you understand that. To me, the first rule is do no harm. And sometimes, if we say something, somebody goes and does it, and then has that right. adverse because yeah. we didn't know something about the history that was crucial. Um, and and I'm very sensitive to that because it's happened before. I've seen this right. happen with other people. I've had patients come here. Oh, Doctor Patar, this is what I read. This is what I was told. Or this is what I heard. 
And it's completely, you know, categorically wrong because either, one, the person didn't know anything, or, two, they didn't have all the information when they made the recommendation. So I'm just a little yeah. wary of well, that. Well, it's out far, of context. Yeah, exactly. listen to us, Robert, on this, too. So not yeah. that I'm worried about that, but, you know, at the same time, we no, have to... I, I, I have a sense that Mike would take it in the spirit with which we answered it. Uh, but, yes, I mean, it's important to put it in context as far as that goes, and I appreciate you willing to do that with me, too. Um, now, let, let's switch gears to the question of milk. You know, you, you raise a lot of animals there. You have uh, unusual milk. You've talked camel milk. We've talked cow milk, buffalo, bison, all this stuff. And the FDA, of course, has been basically saying that raw milk is anything but safe. It's always dangerous, and we don't recommend it. Yet there's a report here, uh, and we've got it linked up at thecompletepatient.com, that acknowledges on page 7 of one particular report that they acknowledge that the consumption of raw milk may be associated with redu- reduction in allergies, allergic responses. And it's kind of like in the midst of a report that attacks raw milk, they actually acknowledge validity to those who are saying, you know, exposure to these microbes may actually help you to develop a healthier immune system as you grow through childhood. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that they, I don't know whether they did that intentionally or whether they did that by mistake and they let that piece slip through. But, yeah, you're right. That's a, It's an incredible... A testament to the power of milk in its raw, unadulterated, unpasteurized, unhomogenized state. And I can tell you from personal experience using just our cows, and of course they're A2, A2 cows, but uh, we've had milk that we've given for free to a neighbor who was suffering from debilitating joint problems. I actually use this also with one of my trainers. I mm-hmm. gave him just one gallon of milk. That's all. In fact, it was two half-gallon containers. That's what it was. Right. And this guy is like in his early 30s, and he's had all sorts of problems with his joints, ex-military, and just he's just got a lot of arthritic-type issues going on very, very early in his life. And in one week, actually it was five days, he had a reduction in the amount of medication he had to take called me and said, Doc, I can't believe this. My joints haven't felt this good since I don't know when. Um, just in one in five-day period. And he still had only uh, consumed about half of, um, half of the milk. He'd only get, consumed half a gallon of the milk at that point. So we're talking about allergies and we're talking about some of the other things. But just in, in bigger things like degenerative joints, arthritic conditions, and in whether it's juvenile, rheumatoid arthritis, whether it's osteoarthritis, whatever it is, the, de- the degenerative process. Milk is associated with increasing allergies and, and making a person more allergen, uh, allergenic, the, increasing the allergenicity aspect that an individual is suffering from. And yet we see milk in its right form, in its raw form. Mm-hmm. When I say right, I mean in its raw form, in its yes. unadulterated form, having a tremendous benefit. And if you really felt that milk was something that was detrimental to us, then why is it for the last 10, 15,000 years of recorded history, man has consumed milk without any problem, and then just in the last 50, 60, 70 years, we've started having all these problems with milk? Well, because yep. of what we do to milk. Especially, you know, when the FDA t- says, uh, we gotta, we got to heat it, we got to boil it, we got to get all the microbes out of it, regardless of the fact that we rely on the microbes for our very immune system. Stick around, we've got to talk about a horse, of course, but why? Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell.
I now pronounce you husband and husband. You may kiss the husband. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Mr. Man. Now, that was about the strangest mashup open to any segment we've done on Advanced Medicine. Now, now, everybody who's listening right now is going, uh, Robert, have you lost your mind? No, so I'm I, saying I, Super Don, have you lost your mind? What was that? Yeah, we well, had a husband? Right. Both okay. had lost no. your mind. I thought that we were on a different segment. Why? I thought the show was over. Why, <laughs> the would show we is have, over. why would we have somebody talking about you may kiss the husband and then Mr. Ed? Uh, well, well, actually, this what? is rather <laughs> interesting. Uh, Dr. Batar, listen to this. Mississippi pastor, a pastor in Mississippi, trotted out a horse in a wedding dress to protest what? Gay marriage. Oh. <laughs> but w- wait a second. You're going to dress your horse up in a wedding dress. I think you've got more problems than worrying about somebody who's getting married that you don't approve of. That's just my well, opinion. One would have to ask, if we're talking about gay marriage, what does that got to do with a horse, right? I'm trying to figure that yeah, out, I mean, too. That's, at least gay marriage is within the same species. I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, listen, he was holding a sign, and on the sign it says, Do you take this horse to be your unnatural wedded spouse to have and to hold? So, believe it or not, he's, here's yeah. one of the knuckleheads out there that is actually equating gay marriage to animals. To interspecies marriage? Well, you know, he actually has a statement, and I want to pay pay close attention to what he says here because there okay. is, there's a serious flaw in his statement here. My somewhat silent protest is how far are we going to take this? Uh, it's a perversion of nature. Nowhere in the animal kingdom would you find two of the same species trying to mate with each other. <laughs> what? Okay. That, yeah. Did you hear what I heard there? Hold on. Two of the same species trying to mate with each other. Wait a second. Let's check with Dr. Batar. Is there anywhere in the animal kingdom that you will find two of the same species, species now, trying to mate with each other? Or is it normally a horse and a cat? I, I'm, I'm lost here. What was he trying to say? I have no idea, but I think either either he was... Uh... Either he uh, had partaken too much in his, in his uh, holy water or or a little wine, something. Exactly. <laughs> I think he was trying to say that nowhere in the animal kingdom do you see any species go outside of their species. But even then, it's it's irrelevant to the species because same sex marriage is still the same species, so it's all within the same species. I'm not sure what the hell his point was, but if he was trying to make a point, yeah, uh, I th- I- if he was trying to make a point for. Uh, to, against gay marriage, I think he very successfully um, <laughs> made that group look like idiots. So <laughs> I, I, I think I think what the point he made is don't send your kids to public schools in Mississippi <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, se- whatever seminary school he attended. Either I, I, that was just bizarre. And you know, I am of the opinion, and I haven't been bashful about saying it. I don't know why gay people want the state to sanction their marriage. Look how it screwed up the regular heterosexual marriages. Why do you want the government involved in the union between what you the and your heck loved are we one? Talking about gay marriage on Advanced Medicine Monday for the first place. Well, you know, Super Don sometimes throws some curveball stories at us, and I guess sometimes we have to respond because he's the producer. Ah, did yeah. you ever oh, think? Yeah, maybe sure. Just on blame, blame it on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, we've we've talked about finances, we've talked about uh, <laughs> legal system, we've talked about the government, we've talked yeah. about monetary system. So I guess why not talk about gay marriage? What was what was left, right? But, yeah. but you, you know, know what I want to know is abortion, where right? where is this where's the bridal registry going to be for the pastor and his and his uh, fiance? <laughs> <laughs> 
A bridal <laughs> registry. That's a gr- that's very cute. A bridal, bridal registry. That's yeah. good. That's good, Those, Don. Good. Yeah, I'm impressed. So actually, you know, if you're going to talk about gay marriage, it's very mm-hmm. simple. This country was based upon the foundation of freedom. And mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, anybody that wishes to do anything that as long as you know, both parties are adult and consensual. It's irrelevant to anybody else because this entire nation was built upon the concept of freedom. So if that is the truth, every other issue that comes, whether it's abortion, whether it's yeah. you know, marriage, whether it's this, that, the other, it doesn't matter. It's based upon the individual's right to choose. So wh- wh- what's the argument? Well, what's the argument? Again, institution of marriage. The question is, if you really believe in that institution, it should be in with, within your church, synagogue, mosque, not having the government involved in it. What does Mr. Ed That's- say? <laughs> yeah. All right. Blame Super Don. I had nothing to do with that. That wasn't us. That was Super Don. Everybody that's listening, that's all Super Don. And, and I, I hope take you... all the credit. Yes. Ask RSB at Gmail if you want to complain, right? All right. Hey, what a great show. Thank you, Dr. Batar. Always wonderful to be with you. Same here, Robert. Hey, guess what, kids? The power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show.